This podcast is brought to you by Most Valuable Podcasts, leading the league in podcasting entertainment. What's up, what's up, everybody? Ricky Widmer here, along with the Mark Weber. Dub them ease. And we are back for another edition of the Onside Kick right here on Most Valuable Podcast. And I know what you guys are saying. If you come back for videos each and every week, you're probably like, Ricky, what are you you wearing? I never see you in anything besides a t-shirt. I do have a t-shirt on right now. It's the same color, though. It's very the same color, but it's... The one I wore for the Primetime Podcast. Um, it's cold in here, so I decided to uh, put on my jaqueta so that I was a little save warm. Save a little bit of cash, you know? Yeah, save a little. <laughs> We're not making enough to turn on that heat mark, so uh, we got we to cut a little, cut you, a little dimes If you follow here. me on Twitter, we got uh, at Weber, you saw that uh, it was negative 12 when yeah. I woke up this morning, and it was awful. So uh, it's a little cold here, so I put on my jacket, but we had a jam-packed show for you guys talking about the NFL, looking at John Gruden. Is it a mistake for the Raiders? Looking at the Chicago Bears and their new hiring. I'm going to mess up the name. John DeFilippo. DeFilippo. See, we practiced this beforehand, but I still screwed up. Then we're going to look at the Carson Palmer retired, so the Cardinals are looking for a quarterback. Will they find it in the draft? And then we're going to preview the wild card games for this week. But before we get into everything, a little bit of housekeeping at the beginning of the podcast. First off, you like what we do. You want to help support the channel. You want to make sure we can turn on the heat here at MVP. Go to patreon.com backslash most valuable podcast and our $10 tier. You can give us $10 to be on a podcast and talking about whatever topic you want to talk about. We're also selling MVP shirts. Get your own. That is in the description. We're selling them for 22 bucks a pop. And then also, if you're on iTunes, you have an iTunes, please go and give the onside kick a five star rating. It would mean the world to us. And then it would also mean the world to the Primetime Podcast, the Fast Break, and the Rick and Johnny Podcast as well. But, Mark, we got a jam-packed show. We're talking right. coaches, 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 a little bit of draft, and then some NFL playoffs, playoffs here. And the first one we're going to look at was mm-hmm. a surprise to me because it's like every single year, whether it's me and Brandon, whether it's me and you, it's John Gruden to here, and it's like, we're just talking about John Gruden to talk about John Gruden. Yeah, he always comes up. But he's actually going to be, supposedly, they got to hire, they've got to interview, um, they got to uh, adhere to the Rooney rule. So that's what's holding this up a yep. little bit. But John Gruden expected to be not just the head coach, but have part ownership in the Oakland Raiders. I want to ask you, just plain and simple, this hiring. Is it a mistake for the Raiders? Uh, It's tough to say right now that it's a mistake, but I think there's a lot of potential Mm -hmm. for it to become a mistake. And part of the thing here is that they're – uh, they got rid of Jack Del Rio, and originally mm-hmm. Black Jack Del Rio. It was kind of being said that they were only going to get rid of him if John Gruden was actually going to come back. Yeah, if he said yes. Um, so that's why a lot of people are also saying it's a sure thing. Then later on, they said no, they're going to get rid of him anyways. It doesn't mm-hmm. matter. Um, so he's gone. Uh, so they've gone all in. On mm-hmm. John Gruden so much so that the team is willing to give him partial ownership of the team, which. It's it's a dangerous and scary sounding thing to say, but honestly, ownership could be one percent. 
Mm-hmm. It could be a single stock. Yeah. Even though the Raiders don't sell stocks. That's the Packers. Yeah. But still, literally, you can go and you can buy a stock at the Packers and you are an NFL owner now. Mm-hmm. Congrats. You paid however much. You got one stock. You're good to go. Because they're the only publicly owned team. Correct. Correct. Um, so that essentially can be what it is for the Oakland Raiders. I mean, the Chicago Bears, mm-hmm. as I'm wearing my Bears scarf right now, um, the McCaskies own 80%. 80% of, of the team. Yeah. You know, so there are different ownership groups when they're talking about the Carolina Panthers and Diddy and Colin Kaepernick, and mm-hmm. I forgot who the third person. They were going to split it up 33, 33, 33, you know, with decimals mm-hmm. um, for all you math people out there. But, uh, <laughs> you know, there's different ways to do it. He no, could they're going to bring in one other guy, and he's going to have the 1%. Yeah, right. Because, I mean, they could give John Gruden... 10%. Mm-hmm. They could give him 1%. They give him 90%. They can do anything they want with that way. It's going to be a low amount, I'm sure. And it might even be tied to, you know, if you've ever worked for a company that does stock options of like, hey, you can take a little bit less money maybe and we'll just give you stock in the company. Mm-hmm. Um, the idea is it incentivizes you to do better, to get more. By doing better, then you're also making your stock worth more. Yeah. CEOs do this, you know, Mm -hmm. people who are high up in companies do this a lot. Um, Does it work in the NFL? I don't think so. Well, I don't think it's a good idea in the NFL, and I don't want to cut you off right away. The interesting part about it is Mm -hmm. what you just said is it depends on how much they give, but virtually it's a, you know what? Usually it's your coaching for your job. Yeah. But if we give you ownership, your coaching – to make sure you make more money mm-hmm. because of your whatever ownership in said company. Which is the idea. And I don't know if it mm-hmm. actually works, though, is, my, is the thing that I struggle with. Because the average life of an NFL coach is not very long. It, it just really isn't. Mm-hmm. Um, and, you know, I, you can do this actually at Walmart is an example. Okay. Um, is that you can be an hourly employee making your minimum wage. Um, or a little bit higher, if mm-hmm. depending on whatever they pay, um, and you can do the stock option. You can get stocks, uh, and it's a good idea if you're going to be there for a long ass time. Mm-hmm. The average life of an NFL coach is not very long, no. so there's not much of an appeal, I think, to do that. I mean, John Gruden here, props to him because he is really betting on himself to be like, I'm going to be here for a long time, which is funny because. With the Raiders, with the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, mm-hmm. he didn't have all that long that he was with either one of those teams. I mean, longer than a lot of coaches, sure. You know, he didn't get chutted. No. You know, but he's, he didn't Vance get— Vance Joseph. Yeah, he didn't get uh, the Marvin Lewis treatment, though, mm-hmm. of, yeah, you did poorly, but we're going to sign you anyways. So I don't know. It, it's just the kind of thing to me that doesn't make much sense. I don't really see how that's that much of an incentive for a coach because teams can be bad and they'll still make money. Well, what I was going to say is, is it a mistake for the Raiders? I don't want to go out and say that it's for sure a mistake because I'm kind of in the middle about it where first off, I'm thinking the Raiders had to do this. The Raiders are moving to Vegas. It's a commuter town. It's going to be a town where if you don't make a splash and bring in a high-profile coach, your stadium's going to be mostly visitors. Like, yeah. I would assume that, hey, you know what? Vikings are playing in Oakland. You know what? 
I'll make a weekend out of it. Let's go down on Thursday night. We'll fly down. We'll be there on Friday, Saturday, go to the shows, go to the casinos. Sunday, we'll go to the football game. Hell, you can even do it if it's late enough in the season. Yeah. It's like, you know what? We'll go see the Vegas Golden Knights because they're doing good. If I want to go see a hockey game, and then I can fly home either Sunday night or Monday. And that's great. Like, if that's what you want your stadium to be, I wouldn't want my stadium to be mostly visiting fans. They had to do this in that sense. They had to bring in a name where it was like, you know what? We got to bring in someone where Raider fans go, I want to go to these games. Mm -hmm. I want to go and be a part of this game. The only thing that I'm questioning is if John Gruden's the right hire. In that sense, he is. But I'm talking football now. Is he the right hire? Because it was brought to, I mean... I always talk about, oh, he won a Super Bowl, and look at how great he was when he was with the Raiders. But Colin Cowherd brought up today, he's more of a cynical mind than I am. Mm -hmm. He goes, first off, you were run out of town, or you were traded um, from Oakland to the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Really, people say, well, if it wasn't for the tuck rule, he would have won a Super Bowl. Yeah, but he lost that game. If though facto, yeah, it he still happens. Lost, and then he, it's like you go to the Tampa Bay Super Bowl, and some people want to give Tony Dungy just as much, even more credit for that Super Bowl win than John Gruden because yeah. of the defense that they and, had in yeah. Tampa. And that's a big thing that people will say is that John Gruden um, won with somebody else's team, mm-hmm. very much like people will say and that the about the playbook. Yeah, someone people a lot of people say that about Gary Kubiak. It's like, yes, you did just win a Super Bowl, but mm-hmm. John Fox and John Elway put that team together. Yeah. They just switched you with John Fox. Mm-hmm. You know, um and that's fine to an extent. I mean, you know, you don't have to be the team builder kind of guy. You can just be the guy that gets more out of your players. Mm-hmm. And that's what John Gruden actually is really good at is getting more out of players. He's a great motivator. He's a great, you know, hoorah kind of guy. Let's mm-hmm. go out there and let's play. Um, so that's an interesting thing to it. I think what's something that just is, I don't know, It just I find it a little funny, is Oakland trades. That's something you don't hear about happening that often, but they trade mm-hmm. a coach to Tampa Bay. Um, they didn't win a Super Bowl with John Gruden. They then lost another Super Bowl. And just a, what, couple more years, I think, is when that next one was. Yeah, it was two thousand and. Two, I so think, was it? They had uh, a chance with John Gruden and then a chance to beat John Gruden mm-hmm. and didn't make it happen. And now you're going to go and you're going to bring him back. I don't know. Something about that to me just is a little, I don't know. I don't know how Raiders fans feel about it, but it would make me feel a little. It mm, was um, not sure how. 2003, January 26th of 2003 was mm-hmm. that Super Bowl. Now, the one thing I do like about this John Gruden hire, though, mm-hmm. um, that I like a lot is he John gets to work Gruden. With Derek Carr? Yeah, it's Derek Carr. Mm-hmm. John Gruden has always been kind of, uh, one of his biggest criticisms is the fact that he always feels like he can make anybody into a good quarterback. And he's worked with some pretty not good quarterbacks. Mm-hmm. Well, now he gets to work with a really good quarterback in Derek Carr, who underperformed this year. There's no doubt in that. 
Um, but he gets to work with a really good quarterback and he gets to hone in this quarterback a little bit. The dangerous thing I think a little bit is this team just throws the ball all day. That's mm-hmm. what they're used to. Moving over to the John Gruden West Coast offense that he likes, he, he's going to have to get in there and rein in Derek Carr a little bit and be like, we can't just throw it up in the air all day, just Crabtree, Crabtree, Crabtree. Or Who's Cooper. not going to be there? Yeah, or Cooper. Crabtree's going to be gone, by the way. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, we have to make these smart decisions. You know, you're still going to pass the ball a lot. It's the West Coast offense. That's what we like to do. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's a little bit different for Derek Carr, and I think that I think Derek Carr will gel with him just fine. So I think that's a very good combination. The position I look at to where I I don't know why I look at it only because I mean if you look at the the numbers of the guy they got rid of who's on my team this year yeah is Latavius Murray and if you look at the numbers between him and Marshawn Lynch they're identical and mm-hmm. well closely identical and but part of me feels like. Maybe it's an illusion. Maybe it was that 2015 season I'm thinking back to, but I was like, there was a sense of the Oakland Raider run game I felt was better when it was Latavius Murray and uh, Jalen Rashard. Yeah. This year with Marshawn Lynch, I didn't feel like the run game was the same Mm -hmm. that we were used to. So part of me feels like go make a splash either in the draft or – well, at the draft, Saquon Barkley's probably not going to be at 10. I'd be surprised if, like, at this Most point. Most likely he won't. Yeah. Unless he does not go to Cleveland at 4. I'd be surprised if he got 210 is where Oakland yeah. will be in the draft. But I just, I feel like that's part of the good is what you were saying. Getting the most out of Derek Carr, getting the most out of yeah. um, Amari Cooper, hyping up the mm-hmm. defense, which has some young players on it, especially I'm thinking Khalil Mack. On the flip side, though, this is great for John Gruden because you got to think about it this. He works at a company right now, ESPN, that is slashing like crazy. They're getting rid of salaries. They're slashing salaries. And he's one of, one of if not the most highly paid ESPN yeah. employees. But I still also also feel like he's one of the safest employees. Now I however, I've said before that I've thought that about other people too. But here's I feel like the he's thing: very safe. it's not a necessarity of being safe. It's a necessarity of looking at the future and trying to trying to stay ahead of the curve. You sure. look at you look at Monday Night Football. Monday Night Football isn't what it used to be. It's not the high profile that it used to be back in the day. And you look at, like, a guy like Herm Edwards who just got out of – he did the same thing. I'm going to get out of ESPN to go back to coaching. He yeah. went to Arizona State. I think this is John Gruden kind of hedging his bets a little bit, saying, you know what, I could stay here, I could be fine, but with the kind of ship where it is right now, I'm going to get off now, go to this nice situation where I'm going to get paid to coach and get some part ownership – before this ship sinks, if it does. Because I, wonder, I could sit there and go, oh, I don't think it's going to sink. But if it sinks, then I'm sitting there SOL. Yeah, I don't think that this is going to this is gonna sink. I think John Gruden for the Raiders is going to be a good thing. No, I'm talking um, about like the ESPN Monday yeah. night boat. I, I don't think he would be. I, I can't imagine they get rid 
rid of him there because John Gruden is the face of Monday Night Football. It's what mm-hmm. people think of uh, with that. Now, they could just replace him. Well, no, they can't. That's CBS. Never mind. I was going to say Tony Romo uh, because that's the new everybody's favorite color guy right now. Well, hey, they can, they can offer get Jay. more money. They can get Jay Cutler. Now they can offer Tony more money. Have I don't know. They got too good of a dynamic over there. With I don't Jim think Nance he's going to leave. Tony Romo. Yeah. I say go for go for Jay Cutler. It'll be fun. Um, <laughs> but I, I think this will be good for the Raiders. I think he can make them into a, uh, you know, um, back into being the playoff contender mm-hmm. for sure. What I'm very interested to see for next year and the year after that and stuff is this ownership idea. Does this become something that, that is going more to, teams see to yeah. do? And it, is it a way to deduct a little bit of the just yearly payout? To give them these more incentives or something like that, or is it a way so. for some of these other guys, you know, successful guys, a Bill mm-hmm. Belichick or something, to be like, uh, I want more money, and this is how I'm going to get more money? I don't think so. Only in the sense of the only reason I think they put the ownership thing on the table is to get John Gruden in the door. I think if they wouldn't have offered him ownership, I don't think they offered it. I think he asked for it. No, that's what I'm saying. Is I'm then in that case, I don't even think it's on the table mm-hmm. if he doesn't ask. Like, if in either case, it's not on the table yeah. if he doesn't ask for it because the only way it's either being asked for or being offered mm-hmm. is if the Raiders think, I need to offer it to get him in the door. Sure. Or if John Gruden's thinking, this is what's going to get me out of the broadcast. My, my guess would be John Gruden said... I have no interest in leaving, like, I guess, unless yeah. you give me ownership. And they're like, oh, yeah, we'll do it. But e- I think that you – I mean, we all understand – Either way, it was an incentive yeah. to get him out but of ESPN. that's the thing, though. We all know how these contracts work. Yeah. It doesn't matter what yesterday's contract was. Mm-hmm. It matters that that contract exists. True. Kind of like with quarterbacks. Yeah. It doesn't matter why this quarterback mm-hmm. got a lot of money. I'm going to get more. Or if he asked for it, now more people are going, wait, I can do that? Exactly. I can, I can ask for that? That's what my thought is. It's not going to be – you know, uh, it's not going to be McVeigh, mm-hmm. this kind of young unknown guy who just comes out and goes, no, I want ownership. Be, it's going to be the old guys. Yeah, it's going to be the renewal. Yeah. You know, it's going to be somebody like Pete Carroll. Pete Carroll. It'll be John Fox. Mm-hmm. Hell, it could have been Marvin Lewis who just got a two-year extension yep. saying, I'll take some ownership, please. Mm-hmm. Um, and maybe it doesn't pick up. Maybe it does. But I, I think that this will be an interesting thing now that it's an option. And then what about some of these other guys? What about Aaron Rodgers, who's going to get a new contract soon? Mm-hmm. Can he do it? Can he get an ownership in the team? While playing. Why the not? first player owner. I mean, we have a coach. We have a coach who's going to well, be a coach owner. If it's the Packers, he can't unless he buys his own stocks. They can buy the stocks. No, I know. Yeah. But, like, he would have to buy the – it's not – The going, team would buy the stocks oh, and then okay. give it to him. Okay. Essentially is what would happen. Okay. Um, we're getting into some fancy business <laughs> stuff here. But, I mean, you know, why not a guy like uh, – Kirk Cousins, who mm-hmm. is going to demand a really big contract. I think that on that level, when we're talking about players doing it, we're getting a little bit too crazy. For I don't see it. Up. I mean, it is different, but I don't see it really being that different from a coach. What happens if John Gruden gets fired by the Raiders in like three, four years? Well, he would get a vote. He would get a vote. He would get a vote to no. <laughs> Potentially, he could get... Multiple votes, mm-hmm. depending he on also, how much ownership he has. He also could potentially profit off of this team that fired him. Or 
will they write something into the contract that says if you're no longer part of this team, you're agreeing to sell your shares. Mm-hmm. You know, you're agreeing to sell your ownership because once again, they're not actual shares. Well, it's all going to be about the fine print mm-hmm. and what it is in the end. But to wrap up everything before we move into your Chicago Bears, any final thoughts on the John Gruden? I'm going to just say hiring because it's a dumb yeah. deal. They just got to essentially they just got to play candidate. by the rules. Mm-hmm. Um, and I just think that the John Gruden thing, so many people are saying sure, it's a shoe-in win or no, it's an utter failure. Um, and he was a good coach. I think he's a slightly overrated coach um, because people really put a lot of stock in that one Super Bowl win. Mm-hmm. Um, but on the flip side, the people who think he's bad act like he is the worst coach of all time. Mm-hmm. Um, I think time will tell. I think being away from the NFL has a lot of potential to harm his success, but if anybody's a fucking scholar of the game, it's John Gruden. Question for you, and this is going on the Rooney Rule side for the Raiders. Mm-hmm. There was, and both you and me listened to it, um, Jaleesa Anderson saying one coach she talked to in Joe Woods, yeah. who's the DC at Denver, his whole, when she was like, well, what would you, like, if they're going to come out and say, hey, we want to interview you, what are you thinking, knowing that, hey, they're going to give it to this other guy? Yeah. What are your thoughts, and this will end it, what mm-hmm. are your thoughts on his basically response of going with the, hey, you know what, this is my way to get in front of their faces, yeah. maybe show them that they're making the wrong the wrong move and they should hire me? To an extent, I, I totally understand the Rooney rule. I understand why it exists, mm-hmm. and I agree with why it exists. But at the same time, I don't think it's very effective. Mm-hmm. Um, that's essentially what I come down to. It's nice to have the interview practice. Everybody should get some interview practice. The mm-hmm. best time to find a new job is when you're not looking for one. True. So that's that old adage they say. You get that interview practice, things like that. So that's nice. Two, it does get your name out there. I mentioned Terrell Austin because he's mm-hmm. a guy who gets interviewed a lot for the Rooney Rule. Yeah. Um, that's the only reason people really know his name. Mm-hmm. Now, the flip side of that is he's also a guy who's getting passed up all the time. That also hangs with you, though. If you're a guy who gets interviewed a lot but doesn't get a job, people are thinking, well, there's obviously something wrong with you. Mm-hmm. Um, I think the Rooney Rule is a nice idea to encourage teams to go out and hire a minority candidate, but I don't think it's actually leading to that. But what I was asking is, more importantly, his mindset of not looking at it as like, oh, what, I'm not going to get a, hey, I'm going to still go in there and try to wow you. I think he's either naive or it's bullshit. Okay. I I, I highly, (laughs) highly, highly doubt there's a lot of minority guy candidates uh, out there who know they're not going to get the job really that excited to walk in there. And I'm sure he's sitting there saying— Based off of uh, your answer, I'm going to go with—I'm going to go with uh, bullshit because yeah. he's a 14, 14 years of experience and he's 47. Yeah. So I don't think he's naive. I'm sure he's sitting there going, yeah, okay, the interview experience will be nice and maybe I meet one of these guys who's somewhere else in the future mm-hmm. and they hire me sometime. In case my job here doesn't work out, but I can't imagine he's really like, can't wait to interview for this job that I'm guaranteed not to get. Well, this is where you guys come in. Let us know, A, what you think about the John Gruden hiring. What does it mean for John Gruden in your mind? What does it mean for the Raiders in your mind? And then kind of what we were talking about at the end, mainly on Joe Wood's comments. It was just one thing that I was like, huh, it's an interesting way to look at it, to say, yeah, you know what, this puts my foot in the door 
to where I can wow them and gives me that chance to wow them. Let us know what you guys think down below in the comment section. But Mark, let's move on into the next topic. And what we're looking at is your team, Da Bears. And we're looking at the Bears for one distinct reason. Now, I know two weeks ago we had Patrick on. Hello, Patrick. How's it going? Um, And we were talking about possible replacements Mm -hmm. for the Bears coaching job because we knew writing was on the wall. John Fox was getting fired. There was no way they were keeping him. And I'll be honest, one guy I remember looking at, but the conversation never got there, was I pulled up like when Patrick brought up, I think his name was Frank Reich yep. um, from Offensive Philadelphia. Philly. My first thought was, oh, what about the quarterback coach, John Filippo? Because I saw in an article that they could go after him. Well, they did. And interviewing John Filippo, I want to ask you this. Now, he's going to interview, or they are seeking, Bears and Cardinals are seeking interviews with him. Is John Filippo the right coach for the Bears? I'll just come out and say it. Is he the right coach? I don't know. I, I, I like the idea. It's a big risk. You know what you just reminded me of? Huh. That girl that's just like, I like the idea of you, but I don't I know don't if I like, like you. you. <laughs> um, and that's a little bit of how I feel about DeFilippo is uh-huh. the fact that he's a really smart guy. Mm-hmm. He knows quarterbacks. He can get some good work out of quarterbacks. He has only for one year in his entire coaching career done mm-hmm. anything besides coach quarterbacks. And that was in college for okay. San Jose State. That's the only time he's ever done it. He got fired uh, in Cleveland after one year. That was Cleveland. It's Cleveland. Though. Yeah, it's Cleveland. You can't really hold that against too many people. Um, he was under Dennis Allen and uh, Tony Sperano in Oakland. Mm-hmm. He did get to be there for the rookie year of Derek Carr. So he got to enjoy that, so that's nice. Um, he was there for the clusterfuck of, you know, Kaiser, Hogan, all those guys in 2015 mm-hmm. for Cleveland. Uh, and now Philly, he's here for Carson Wentz. And part of me sits there and I think, how much credit are we really going to give the quarterback's coach for Carson Wentz? He 100% deserves some good credit for mm-hmm. that because Carson Wentz went out there and was absolutely incredible. Um and if you ask a Philadelphia fan, a fan of the Eagles, they really like this guy. And the rumors are that they believe Reich is out and he's going to be getting a head coaching job somewhere mm-hmm. and that we're just going to promote up. You know, we're just going to move him up to an offensive coordinator spot. And that's where Chicago comes in. And they're not the only ones who are going to interview him unless they can get him to not leave the door. You know, yeah. not leave the office, essentially. Um, you know, they're going to interview some other people as well. He'll get interviews other where, other places. But the idea is we feel like you will be next year's hot head coaching candidate. So we're just going to get you now. It's actually what I kind of suggested about, uh, you know, the Rams offensive coordinator of saying he will probably be a hot candidate in a year or two. So why not interview him now and try and jump on it? You know, the thing I'm looking back, and I'm looking at quarterbacks that he's worked with, and you mentioned Derek Carr. He was there for Derek Carr's rookie year, rookie year. which was a very good year for him. The other quarterbacks he worked with was 2013, the clusterfuck of Pryor, McGloin, and Flynn. Then in 2012, mainly Carson Palmer. 
But the thing I look at is, I mean, you can look at Karazas too, but we all know the reason why he left that Oakland job was because— Because who doesn't want to go to Cleveland? Well, who doesn't want to be an offensive coordinator? That's mm-hmm. the thing. Like, I don't think it was one of those things where Oakland said, get the hell out of here, you're doing horrible. Yeah. So he's worked with a rookie quarterback once there. Also, when you go back to his only year with the New York Jets in 2009, do you know whose rookie season that was? Nine and seven, nine, nine and seven performance. Oh, that's Mark Sanchez. Mark Sanchez. This I forgot was about a, Mark Sanchez. This was a the same team that went to the AFC Championship yeah. game at nine and seven in and Sanchez's rookie season. You brought it up, and you're right. And I'll correct myself. He had two years as an offensive coordinator. Mm. I said one. I skipped over Cleveland because they're not a real team. But mm-hmm. um, no, to, to give him the the fact that he was an offensive coordinator in Cleveland, the thing that scares me a little bit, and I, I totally agree with the mentality here. I'm glad we're going to interview Vic Fangio. I'm mm-hmm. glad that the Chicago Bears are going to give some defensive coordinators a shot. They're also looking at Josh McDaniels, too, yeah. obviously. Um, but the the whole theory is we have a young quarterback. Mm-hmm. We need him to be successful. Let's interview guys that are going to make him successful. They're well, going for quarterback it. gurus. No, and that's it. And the thing I look at is look at the playoff teams right now. And I look at them, and I mean, some of them are kind of like when I look at Bill Belichick, it's like, well, Bill Belichick's just a god when it comes to yeah. coaching. And, but like, you see more and more coaches nowadays going towards like Sean McVay, offensive minded, Sean Payton, who's a playoff guy, defensive minded. You go towards, I mean, yeah. yeah, there are some that work where it's like Dan Quinn, okay, defensive guy. You have, um, but I mean, look at the Falcons for one. You take Kyle Shanahan away from uh, Matt Ryan, look at how much he's regressed from last season sure. to this season. Yeah, Ron Rivera works in Carolina, but that is also the kind of like what um, Ron That's what Rivera Carolina is. With. They're a defensive team. Yeah, like Mike Zimmer, he's a defensive-minded coach with my Vikings. But Mm -hmm. you see more and more teams. Niners last year with uh, Shanahan. The Redskins, when they hired Gruden, with um, you've got the um, uh, Sean McVay with the Rams. More and more teams are going offensive coaches Mm -hmm. because that's where we are in this league. It's an offensive league. Yeah, to to go back what I was going for before with the the quarterback thing is – the last time the Chicago Bears went for an offensive-minded guy mm-hmm. who's good with quarterbacks with Mark Tressman, my big fear with Mark Tressman was he was never anywhere for more than two years. Mm-hmm. That was my big concern. And it's in my face again with John DiFilippo, and a I guy s- who's not going to be anywhere for more than two years. And I said John Gruden, I meant Jay Gruden. Yeah. That's yeah. what I meant. We were just talking about John. Yeah. Um, so and, and I don't want to completely hold that against him only because he's a guy who is mm-hmm. – Doing, you know, trying to do bigger and better things necessarily. I mean, he went from colleges to um, to NFL teams, bounced around a little bit, went back to college, then went back up to the NFL. You know, trying to kind of find his footing a little bit. You know, mm-hmm. he he's not an old guy; he's thirty nine years old. He's a yeah. young guy, um, not as young as McVeigh, but but young. pretty close to it. Yeah. Uh, you know, it's, I, I don't want to completely hold against his early jumping around, but at mm-hmm. the same time. Part of my fear is if you can't be anywhere for one point for a long period of time, 
there's probably a reason why you bounced around so much. Well, it goes into any job. Like, that's the thing with, like, um, if you're, like, here for one year, then you go here for another year. And, oh, you're here for two years, but then you keep moving. There's a reason. Me and as an employer, I'm going to go – I'm going to make it towards, like, well, how do I know you're going to stay? And it's not just a how do I know you're going to stay. Part of it is why are you jumping around so Mm -hmm. much? What is going wrong? Well, I'm going to infer here because that's what we're going to do here. Um, when I look at, cause I'm looking at the Raiders jobs that he had. Yeah. Let's be completely honest. In 2007 and 2008, his quarterbacks that he was working with in 2007, he worked with Josh McCown, Dante Culpepper and the J Russell hustle. Yeah. 2008, Nothing he worked with the J Russell hustle and Andrew Walter for one game. Those Oakland teams in 2007, they went four and twelve, and then in the next year, they went five and eleven. They yep. were crappy Oakland teams. So what I'm looking at there, and this is me inferring because I don't know him and I don't know his life. And also, you got to think about it. I was at the time 17, 18 years old. Yeah, I'm looking at that, going, "This team is crap. There's an opening here with the Jets. Let me go and get on that train." He goes there. He works with Mark Sanchez for one year. Rookie year. Rookie year. Yeah, it's a 9-7 and seven record, but they go to the AFC Championship game. That is a question I would ask in the interview process of, so, okay, what happened? Tell me what happened in yeah. 2009. Because you went to the AFC Championship game as a quarterback coach, but then the next year you're in San Jose State as the quarterback coach. Of all places. Why do you go from, well, David Fales, bringing it back. Expert quarterback, why did you go from an AFC championship game yeah. to college San Jose quarterback coach? Yep. And then, I mean, the other ones, it's like, really, you're going to go to offensive coordinator. Then it's Which like, okay, sense. I'm going to go from college to the NFL. Which makes then sense. Then the Oakland one, I'm going to go to offensive coordinator. And then it's like, I want to get out of Cleveland. So I understand everything. For me, the only question is 2009. Why did you go from a... Jet team. To I don't think San necessarily Jose. just 2009. I think the amount of lateral moves in itself mm-hmm. brings up a question to me. Well, I mean, in- is he just a hard person to work with? And that's an, that is an important part. True. And, and I don't know the guy. I don't. I'm not interviewing him. Mm-hmm. I don't know. Ryan Pace can make that decision, and Mitch Trubisky. And that's the part where I'm glad Chicago's at least going to let Mitch in mm-hmm. the room to say, "Do you like this guy? Do you think you well, guys no, could get I along?" Would. I would. They are. They've already said they're going to. No, and I'm. Yeah, I, I like because that too. They, because they it's, have to. Because it's such an important part to a young quarterback's career. That could have been all it was for the Jets. What you he could have just not gotten along with Mark Sanchez. What you think the franchise is? Yeah, and I mean with Mitch Trubisky, you've put and really to me, I'm going to go back and harp on it a little bit mm-hmm. with the trade you made for Mitch Trubisky, because there are some people. Hello, I'm one of them. Think that John Lynch wasn't going to take him at two. You didn't have to worry about it. But it's because never about John Lynch is always about the other teams. Because you made that move, mm-hmm. because you made that move to trade up, you can't fuck this up. You can't fuck this up and say, "Yeah, Mitch, we're gonna we we got you. We got you. You just go play with your Legos. We got you. Go kiss your titties. We'll be okay." Yeah. Well, he doesn't play with Legos. Yeah, he doesn't he play with titties. Legos. He kisses titties. But yeah. I mean, that's why I would bring him in because. You want this to be successful. Well, yeah. You want Mitch to be 
the uh, the goat that you yeah. think he can be. And they, they and it's it's not a question. They're doing it. That's yeah. what's going to happen. No, I know. He's part of the interview process, uh, as the quarterback should be mm-hmm. um, when they're supposed to be a franchise guy. And it's not a question of like necessarily that they believe he's the franchise. He is Ryan Pace's franchise. Mm-hmm. If Trubisky doesn't work, Pace, Pace gets gone. fired. Yeah, it's that simple. So you really can't he's mess messed it up. up on enough draft picks to where if he messes up with Trubisky. It's the straw eh, that broke the camel's back. I, I, I don't agree with that. You Injuries at, are more the draft I, problem. That is a part of it, but like every comment section that we've mm-hmm. been with Bears, it's how many swings and misses has the Bears had with drafts? Especially with, with the Pace, Ryan Pace. Ryan like, Pace is recently no. it's better, but like the fir- like the Kevin White draft. That's injury though, Kevin White. No, I know, but it's still in my mind, I, I would say a if whiff, you if injury you want to say he whiffs in free agency, I will give you that. Okay, draft I just but agree he'll with. but he'll stay by Mike Lennon. Remember, he'll stay hey, with that side. Mike Lennon got us a real <laughs> nice draft pick. If we just let him keep playing, we'd be number one overall. Well, number two because Cleveland lost every game. Well, let me ask you this: just at uh-huh. the very end, kind of moving away from DiFilippo for a hot second. Is yeah. we've talked about this numerous, numerous, numerous times, mm-hmm. and I'm not going to ask you the well, who would you hire? Yeah, the thing that I look at is, and I'm looking. We got a video for that. You guys can go yeah, check it out. <laughs> I'm looking at the next article down the list of mm-hmm. Bear Seek interviews with Josh McDaniels and Pat Shermer. What do these two say? To I you? like Pat Shermer actually a lot. Mm-hmm. Um, well, you brought him up, I think, in the replacement one. I might have. I, I hope remember. he doesn't get hired because I want to keep him with us. I, I like it a lot. I mean, a guy who's able to get that level of production out of Case Keenum, a guy who mm-hmm. hasn't worked anywhere, uh, basically what it comes down to is not even just Case Keenum. It's the fact that he said, I don't care who my quarterback is. I'm going to make them work. Now, I don't know... I mean, Chicago's built in a similar way to Minnesota, so mm-hmm. I, I think that can work out. Um, well, you know the landscape, too. You know the NFC North. Yeah, oh, for sure. Uh, so, I mean, that's kind of nice. It's a team that will run the ball a lot, and they're not going to expect a ton out of Mitch Trubisky. But at the same time, I'm kind of like, I don't know. We got this quarterback with an awesome arm. He's got some good accuracy. Mm-hmm. I want to see a little bit more out of him than a guy like Pat Schumer. Like, you know, can we go back and can I get, you know, Shanahan? Or something like, can we have that? I, that's mm-hmm. the offense I would love to see Mitch You're Trubisky. You're talking about Kyle Shanahan. Yeah. I want to see that offense with Mitch. The guy's got a fucking cannon arm. Um, but that's besides the point. That's the guy I'd prefer in there. I have zero interest in McDaniels. Um, I It just comes down to me of, I don't, his debacle in Denver, and sure, he was able to get some success out of Kyle Orton for a little bit. Like, I'll give him credit for that. Tim Tebow at least looked slightly competent mm-hmm. out there. I mean, he did beat the Steelers in the playoffs with a single throw. Um, but, yeah, I just – that was not a good time in his coaching career, and I'm sure he wants to forget it. I really don't believe that everything is magically fixed just because Bill Belichick decided to put his stamp on him. You're talking about McDaniels in that sense? Yeah, yeah. The thing that I'm looking at, and I was just going to type up to see his actual record, is – the thing with Shermer that I do like mm-hmm. is you actually get a small snapshot. Well, it's two games. Okay, it's not that big of a snapshot. But basically, he was the interim head coach between Chip Kelly and Doug Peterson. Yeah. I mean, it was only two games, but he went, or no, he coached one game and he won it. And the flip side of that is they didn't keep him. They went a different direction. 
to be fair. Mm-hmm. Um, but I would and be very interested his, in him. That was also his second stint with yeah. the Eagles. He coached with the Eagles many moons before in the late 2000s. Yep. This was his second stint with them. I mean, he's the one I'm most interested in only because I watch that team. I know what he can do well, with I, that yeah, offense. I agree with you. I mean, he's a guy who gets a lot out of his players. Mm-hmm. Um, and injuries are an issue in Chicago. They mm-hmm. will probably continue to be an issue Especially in Chicago. With that grass until you so get turf. We're never getting turf. No, it's all we're grass. Not. It's going to be natural uh, grass and those potholes. Yeah, right. <laughs> and we need a guy who can get something out of it. I guess you mm-hmm. know. I just think he can. He fits our offense, and I don't want to just go purely of well, we can't get a guy who doesn't fit the offense. Mm-hmm. Uh, the players we have now, we can draft and get people in free agency. But mm-hmm. he's somebody who can get more out of less. Um, and DeFilippo, I like the guy is smart. The guy knows quarterbacks. I'm just worried about the rest of it mm-hmm. when it comes to him. McDaniels, I just don't want anything to do with it. Well, and the thing that I thought I saw on ESPN, I could be wrong, is that they were saying that McDaniels is the, and I'm looking at it right here, um, McDaniels is the favorite for the giant coaching job. I've heard, yeah, I've heard like that he's too. the one that the Giants really like. So it'll be interesting to see how that plays out. Maybe more so with that because it's like, hey, you know what? Instead of you going to work with an inexperienced, um, yeah, quarterback, come, come work with ours. He's a veteran. He's kind of like Tom Brady. Some would say even better than Tom Brady because he's undefeated in Super Bowls. Against Tom Brady, but yeah. any final thoughts before we move on to our NFL draft topic? No, this is just a really fun time. I'm excited to see the way it goes. My Mark's like, I love, I love looking for new coaches. My thing is just for the for the Bears or for any mm-hmm. team out there, don't rush it. Don't feel like you got to beat other people. Just make the right decision. You know what I will say? I will say I was in your shoes. What year? 2014. I was in your shoes before the yeah. 2014 season. And I'll be honest, I I can't remember exactly because that was, I think that was the year before we created MVP, that we officially created MVP 2014. Mm-hmm. Um, but the thing I remember for some reason being like, you know, I like that he's a defensive mind, but I really hope that Mike Zimmer can do some good things. Yeah, I really hope. So, I mean... Take your time. Of course, will you guys go offense, go with someone that you can match up with Mitch Trubisky and help that offense because the defense is there. I think you keep Vic Fangio, even though I think that if— No, he's gone. I think he's gone he's because leaving. someone will bring in the new staff anyways. And he's not leaving because he, Chicago wants to get rid of him. He's, Chicago wants him to stay. He's leaving, he's leaving because, because he doesn't— He's, he's done. It's, it's either I'm the head coach or I'm leaving. It's negative. Tw- it was negative twelve degrees today. Vic Fangio wants nothing to do with that. <laughs> he wants to go back to California. He's a West Coast guy. He <laughs> wants to be in California right now. But this is where you guys come in. Let us know what you guys think down below, Bear fans. Let us know what you think about Di Filippo, or if you don't like Di Filippo, let us know who you guys think the Bears should hire. Let us know down below in the comment section. But Mark, let's move on into our last topic before we look at the wild card games for this week. And we're talking NFL draft mainly because not only did Bruce Arians retire, very heartfelt kind of talk from Bruce Arians, tearing up a little bit. I know I did watching it, um, but today they lose their quarterback. Carson Palmer, 
decides enough is enough. I can't get injured anymore. Yeah. And I'm done. So what we were talking about today is a quarterback just recently played a game yesterday yep, in yep. the Rose Bowl that the Cardinals could possibly trade up for. Right now the Cardinals, the 15th, and I shouldn't say right now, they will be the 15th pick in the NFL draft. And basically my big question for you yeah. is should the Cardinals trade up for Baker Mayfield? And we're, we're doing this because you can check out our mock draft and you know that we have two quarterbacks going number one, number two. Yeah. We can put that out there. Mm-hmm. Um, other teams that might need one, the Broncos. Who I had last mock draft, I had the Broncos go with Baker Mayfield. The Jets most likely need quarterback as well. Mm-hmm. Then you're pretty safe for a little while until the Bengals, unfortunately, were my dream scenario. Mm-hmm. It's not going to happen. It was completely banking on the fact that I thought they'd have a new coach. Marvin Lewis is back for two more years somehow. The Redskins. Um, Redskins could because Kirk Cousins is most likely gone. Yep. But the problem with the Redskins one is if Kirk Cousins leaves, he's probably going to a Denver or a New York Jets. So it'll even out. Yeah. There's still going to basically be two teams in front of them that need mm-hmm. quarterbacks. But that's um, all that, like, that's the thing is two is two is bad because there's Josh Allen, there's Baker Mayfield. Yeah. Like, behind Rosen and Darnold, there's two quarterbacks. So if two teams need quarterbacks, you're and, still SOL. And I don't think in the bowl games, you know, nobody hurt their draft stock. Even players that didn't play, I don't think anybody really well, hurt their draft stock. The only one that people want to say hurt his draft stock was Sam Darnold. Mm-hmm. But I still don't think, like, that That just showed how the weaknesses of USC, yeah. it didn't show anything bad about Sam Darnold. Yeah, he didn't go out and lose a game. No. The, the his team offense, itself His offensive bad. line was horrible in that game. And that's the kind of things that scouts are going to look at mm-hmm. and say, Oh, I'm watching Jay Cutler. Well, it's basically what I would of, say. Yeah. Unfortunately, hey, it kind of looks like Jay. <laughs> and like, well, if you draft him, he'll play like five, six, seven games a, a season. Yeah. You know? Uh, but, anyways, so, so you're in a rough spot here for that. Um, we're assuming that Kirk Cousins doesn't go to Arizona mm-hmm. in this one, even though I think that would probably be my second choice if I'm Kirk Cousins of places to go. Okay. Um, number one, of course, being Denver. Also depends on what happens with Larry Fitzgerald. Now He'll that, be around forever. Now that Carson Palmer wrapped it up, is he going to wrap it up, or is he going to say, fuck it, I'm coming back for another oh, he'll year? He'll be back for another, like, 10. Okay. <laughs> for another 10. Yeah, he's got to break— uh, He's not going anywhere. What is it, Jerry Rice? He's got to break yeah. Jerry Rice's all-time record? Why not? But I, I think—I don't think that they should trade up to, like, Cleveland's four no. or something like that. That is way too high. Uh-huh. I, I'm doing that only to put them ahead of Denver and yeah. New York. Um, So that's the hard thing. I don't think they can. I don't think that the Arizona Cardinals can trade up to get their quarterback because it just one of these guys is going to be gone for sure. Mm-hmm. We're talking about Josh Allen. We're talking about Baker Mayfield. One of them will be drafted at five or six, most likely. Mm-hmm. And maybe the other one's not. But then does a team like the Jets or the Broncos try and trade back? To not super far, but maybe trade back because maybe San Francisco, who's got a lot of capital, maybe mm-hmm. they trade up because there's a guy they want, and they can trade back to 10 where they can still probably comfortably get a guy they will like. You know, you have some some things to worry about because back in 15, you're kind of in this no man's land as far as, uh, you know, you're too far away to where trading up is difficult. 
um, to the top where you'll need to go to get one of these guys. Well, the thing that I look at is I'm kind of almost in the same boat as you. The thing that I differ about is the fact that, I mean, looking at it is the Jets are a question team for me. Only because it comes down to, are they really going to get rid of all of their quarterbacks? Because, I mean, Christian Hackenberg... They don't have to get rid of them. No, they no, just no, need someone like, better. By get rid of, I mean, we're going to draft the new guy. I don't think they go... I don't think the Jets go quarterback in the first round. They don't have the quarterback on the roster now. I think they'd be, I, it'd be a very Browns move not to. I don't think they do, and that's just a feeling I have right now. Mm-hmm. Could change, but right now, I don't think so. If that stays true and the Jets don't take a quarterback, then I think that the Cardinals could trade up. Maybe, well, I wanted to almost say not a Baker Mayfield, but I'm going to say for a Baker Mayfield, only because with Denver, the question then becomes... Are they going to go Baker Mayfield or are they going to go Josh Allen? Because John Elway was at the Idaho Potato Bowl to watch Josh Allen. And I tweeted it out as soon as I heard that, that Josh Allen should get ready to wear a Bronco jersey. Because if John Elway goes to your game, he's going to draft you. Well, and and John Elway don't don't, that for sure. John Elway don't go to games just to go to games. I mean, it could especially with the cold. It could just be the fact that scouts really like him, and he's Mm -hmm. like, I don't. I don't know what you guys see. Mm -hmm. I guess I'll go to a game and I'll find out. Who knows? Who knows? I don't want to put too much stock in that because people go to a lot of a lot of different games Mm -hmm. for sure. And I don't know. I don't know. But I don't know. Which one of these guys is really going to go first? Mm-hmm. I think Baker Mayfield is more of the clear choice of he should be quarterback number three as opposed to Josh you, Allen. You mean first after Rosen and Donald? Yeah, okay. yeah. But who who goes first between Josh Allen mm-hmm. and Baker Mayfield? I had, you know, I only had one player go in between these two quarterbacks mm-hmm. um, before. Now, I feel like Baker Mayfield is a player that some GMs will probably want to avoid. Where Josh Allen is the guy where if he goes early, I think somebody has to fall in love with him. Mm-hmm. And maybe it is John Elway. Maybe John Elway fell in love with him and they really want him. They think he's a good well, quarterback, a smart quarterback. He's going to be a guy we can use. And the thing that's interesting is Josh Allen. I know that they played Central Michigan in that bowl game, but that Idaho Potato Bowl, and I know that people are like, oh, it doesn't come down to one game. But when you're there watching someone and they throw for three touchdowns and their team wins— that's something that goes, all right, like, I thought Josh Allen had a, like, if you watched his bowl game, had a completely different bowl game than the rest of his season. Yeah. And it showed that, okay, there is potential there for him. And John Elway, to me, has always been that guy that has gone with potential. I mean, look at Paxton Lynch. Yeah. Paxton Lynch was a potential, but, like, you look at the guys that he's drafted in each Draft since 2015. Trevor Simeon, who was a seventh rounder, who wouldn't he wouldn't have been drafted if the Broncos didn't take him in that seventh round. Paxton Lynch is a first rounder who had potential, came from a smaller group of five school. And then it's basically Chad Kelly, who another seventh rounder 
Yeah. Nobody wanted to touch him in 2017. Mm-hmm. And now Josh Allen, it looks like they're going right back for another potential yeah. first-rounder from a non-power what I, five. What I wonder about it, for, for John Elway's sake, not that he reports to mm-hmm. very many people. Um, no, no, he's a god in Denver. Yeah, right? Does he learn from a mistake? Because mm-hmm. I would say most, pretty much all those quarterback drafts a are mistake. a mistake. Yeah. Um, and it's not just hindsight. I don't really. I didn't really mm-hmm. like any of them when they happened. Uh, do you go and do it again, number five overall? Go out there and say we're going to draft draft Josh Allen, a no. guy who a lot of people are saying is second round talent. No, I don't. I I texted this last night, and this was just a thought that I had or a tweet that I had last night. Yeah, and a couple of you out there responded to me. I was watching the Rose Bowl and watching Baker Mayfield and thought to myself, man, he would look good in a Bronco jersey. Or, like, not good, but, like, man, I could see him in a Bronco jersey. Mm -hmm. And that's the thing where the Bronco pick, bringing this back to the Cardinals, because Cardinal fans are, like, you're talking about the Broncos too much. They're the indicative pick, though. They are the one that control your destiny. And if it's not them, I do think it's the Jets. If it plays out, if this plays out where... Let's say Darnold Rosen won two. Mm-hmm. Let's say Denver goes Josh Allen. Then in this situation, let's say the Jets pass on a quarterback and they go, you know what? We can take a Mason. We can take a Mason Rudolph. We Lamar want Deshaun Jackson. Kaiser two point Yeah, basically, like their yeah. next pick will be thirty seventh. So if they think, you know what? I don't really like. If they're sitting there going, I don't want to take a stab at a quarterback. In like, or they got Kirk Cousins. You know, they already they, got an address. Yeah, or they like that. got they something could in get Trevor Simeon, or not Trevor Simeon. I'm sorry, Case Keenum. Mm-hmm. I look at this and I go, "Ooh, I could see that. I could see the Jets mm-hmm. overpaying for a Case Keenum or overpaying for a Sam Bradford." Sure, I could yeah. see that. But the team I look at that if Josh Allen goes at five and the Jets don't take a quarterback. If I am the Cardinals, I am picking up the phone. I am calling John Lynch and saying, hey, John, what do you want for number nine? Ten. What do you want? What do you want? On Tankathon, they have nine written down for the Niners. Oh, they got to do the coin flip. Yeah. It's a coin flip. So it'll be coin flip between them and the Raiders. Either or. Yeah. Because I don't think Oakland takes a quarterback anyways. No. I call them and I go, what do you want for nine? What do you want for ten? And that's who I trade with. That is my dance partner because John Lynch has already shown you want a quarterback, I'll trade for you. Like, you want to take my pick? Like, he looks like a wheeler and a dealer. He moved Mm -hmm. with the Bears to move back. He then moved to jump the Saints to get Ruben Foster. And this could be a situation where he's like, nope. Got my quarterback. He needs this piece. Mm -hmm. And they might not do it. But the okay thing with that is you've got plenty of teams here. Mm Dolphins aren't drafting a quarterback. The Bengals only, won't. Redskins might. And that's why. The Redskins are my team that I don't want to take that chance, especially what could happen with Kirk Cousins. The thing that hurt the Niners the most, and the only reason why, mm-hmm. if if they were at 8 and the Bears were at 9, then I would go along and say with you, yeah, I wouldn't move if I'm the Niners because I would take Calvin Ridley. I would go because I don't see Calvin Ridley going to the Jets, Bucks. However, the Bears could be like, 
Let's get Mitch a weapon, Calvin Ridley. For sure. Then if I'm looking at that, I'm a Niner. I'm Niner fan. I'm looking. I'm Niner in the war room. If Arizona called, I could look at that and then go, well, you know what? At that point, let's see, number nine, we could go with a guy like I had McGlinchey off the board. Yeah, we can go with an offensive tackle at nine, or we can trade with the Cardinals, see what we can get for them at 15, mm-hmm. and we can go with an Orlando Brown, who was an unanimous All-American, who yeah. did a great job in the Rose Bowl blocking for Baker Mayfield. So it it really becomes... And I'm using offensive tackle only because I'm assuming Calvin really would be off the board for the Bears. If it's offensive tackle that you're looking for there as a Niner, then I would make the trade with the Cardinals because I could get an offensive tackle at 15. And I don't think there's a huge gap between McGlinchey and Orlando Brown. Yeah, and that's all the draft is. It really comes down to what's the big surprise Mm -hmm. that happens, who's the reach, who's the fall. Who do you like better? Yeah, who is on your board? Mm -hmm. You know, so it's going to be hard to say, but for Arizona, I'm not trading above – I'm not trading above San Francisco. No. You know, there's no reason – because the good thing about San Francisco is they've got a lot of capital. They might Mm want to acquire more. Um but the flip side of it is that you still can fall back on the Dolphins and the Bengals. Mm-hmm. You still have two teams you can fall back on to say, okay, didn't work with them because the 49ers really love this guy that fell. All right, well, let's try and get these guys to give us a trade because neither one are division opponents for you or anything like that. You, mm-hmm. It'll be kind of safe there. The hard thing with that is, and maybe this is the uh, uh, thing that someone in the comment section has already Yelled at us for, we do have the Arizona Cardinals trading with the San Francisco 49ers right now. That might be off limits. Well, they might just say, they might get the phone call and uh, he just laughs as soon as they ask and hangs up. It could work out like that. I didn't think about that. However, Mm -hmm. I think John Lynch is a guy to where it's like, if I can get picks out of you, really it's, you know what, screw it, take them. I... Because if I'm John Lynch, if I'm the Niners, fuck it, we're going 16 and 0. I'm winning the Super Bowl next year. My quarterback don't lose. Yeah, My but at the same don't time, lose. you don't want to be in a situation where, like, if oh, I you know. really believe this quarterback no, and I, I think know. he's okay, uh uh-uh. uh, I'm not letting you have him. What you can use, though, for an asking price, um, around an asking price, because the Bills jumped up from, shoot, where were the Bills? They were the 27th. Um, pick last year and they jumped up to 10 Mm -hmm. and all they had to give up for or the Chiefs pardon me Chiefs were at 27 they gave up the 27th and the 91st so a first and a third for the 10th so if I'm the Cardinals right now I would even at 15 going from 15 to 9 if that's the price that someone got last year for 27 to 10 Think about, I could do maybe first and a, fourth. a first and a fourth, a first and a fifth, mm-hmm. and move up from 15 to 9. Yep. Or even less if it's, hey, you know what, I'm trading with Oakland, Miami, Cincinnati. Because I looked at that, because last year that's when we had the trades. And then obviously the Cleveland one was the one where Houston moved from virtually 25 to 12, and they just swapped picks. Well, they swapped picks— and then Houston got 
Houston lost quite a were, bit. Like hey, this we'll year. give you two firsts for your one. We'll swap yeah. and then we'll give you an extra first. That was a well. Houston's missing that first right now. <clears throat> they wish they had the first. Only because Deshaun Watson got injured. Next year, Deshaun Watson will be fine. And it's like, okay, we gave up the right price. Because Deshaun Watson's the real deal. He would have won. If he doesn't rookie, get hurt again. He would have won rookie of the year if he didn't get hurt. Let's be honest. Maybe. He would have been the rookie of the Maybe. year if he didn't get hurt. But with the Cardinals. We'll never know. Let me ask you this. Mm-hmm. If they don't trade, let's say yeah. you don't trade. Look into your crystal ball. What's going on? Quarterbacks at 15. What do you think? Do you think Allen's on the board? Baker's on the board? None of them are on the board. I think one of them will be on the board. Okay. Most likely which at 15. One, which one do you think? Allen? I would learn, uh, lean towards Allen because I don't really think he's that much of a first-round talent. Would you take Allen at 15 if you're the Cardinals? Or would you say, you know what, we're going to – or do you look for a Mason Rudolph, a Lamar Jackson at 15? No, because I'm not going to try and get an answer at quarterback – Later in the draft mm-hmm. around the Arizona Cardinals. They're too old of a team that is falling off now to mm-hmm. be able to pull something like that off. Um, I maybe am looking at our, our uh, in the league, you know, our, our NFL scouts mm-hmm. and saying, all right, what quarterback somewhere do we like? Do we like A.J. McCarron? You know, is it possible that we could – Somehow get Sam Bradford because maybe he didn't sign a deal yet or didn't something McCarran like that. Didn't almost get traded to Cleveland at the trade deadline? Almost. Almost. Didn't quite work out. It was Cleveland, right? Um, if I remember right, it was something that was a f- – and I think both sides pointed fingers, but essentially it was like Cleveland didn't do the paperwork or something like that. But it was Cincinnati and Cleveland was yeah. the deal. Okay. A.J. McCarron almost went to Cincy. I'm mean, sorry. They almost went to went Cleveland. To Cleveland. Um, you know, maybe there's one of these guys. Maybe they're like, well – no, I'm 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 not even going to try and make the joke about Mike Glennon. Mm-hmm. Uh, <laughs> maybe we'll give Chicago some what stuff about for Mike jo- Glennon. What about Josh McCown? He's going to be a free agent. I know injured at the end of the year. Sure, journeyman. Go for him. I'm just trying to think about it. They're, if they're going to say, mm-hmm. is there a guy who can be a rental with what we get and be be a rental, but be a little better than a rental? You mm-hmm. know, be a Case Keenum for the. Minnesota Vikings. Now I'm gonna I'm gonna nip this in the bud because we were this was in our group text also yeah in our fantasy football league the thing that people have to understand I love Case Keenum I'm glad he's my quarterback I hope we win a Super Bowl with you go Trent Dilfer I hope we win a Super Bowl and then get the get, fuck off my team just Case all you gotta do is fuel your inner Trent Dilfer and we will win a Super Bowl behind this defense that's the thing that people gotta understand this defense is really good. That Case Keenum didn't have to be amazing yeah. for us to. I don't win think games. anybody thinks Case Keenum is amazing. I just think that I have a feeling that he's going to get paid. Big, oh, me too. Big bucks to be a starter, but then not have the team around him like he did in Minnesota. Yeah, I mean, I don't. I and do, I think that would happen. Was it with Sean the Cardinals or Dave who maybe said, said he wouldn't get Matt Flynn money? Yeah, I agree. I don't think he's getting Matt Flynn money necessarily. Well, no, but was, he's going to get Mike Glennon. Money, and I'm talking like in. When I threw out the Matt Flynn thing, I was talking just the idea of it. Of I'm gonna get a big, con- I'm gonna get a bigger contract here. Yeah, but then not have the pieces. I think that would happen in Arizona because their defense isn't the same as the Vikings. Yeah, their run game. I mean, yeah, David Johnson got injured. You'll get him back, but then it's like the team is really that was a big hurt too. If David Johnson, I don't think they're at 15. I think they're maybe a little less, which. 
would really hurt them because then they'd have to trade up more. And but, I think that Mike Glennon contract might have been bigger than Matt Flynn's. The, the thing I don't that remember. was beautiful about the Mike Glennon contract was you can get out. You can get out after one year. Yeah, which would be I wouldn't mind if I'm Arizona. Yeah, I wouldn't mind that because a I get you for a year, do whatever you want. I get to draft <laughs> who I want at fifteen, and I would I would entertain the idea of quarterback at fifteen. The one that I'm thinking about, and this is people, some people think that he has the potential to go number one. I don't think that's true, but I like what he brings to the table. Former Heisman, Lamar Jackson. I would seriously think about Lamar Jackson at 15, but probably not do it. I wouldn't think about it. Depends on what quarterback you want, but I love what he brings to the table. And if Allen and Mayfield and Rosen and Darnold were off the board, I would think about Lamar Jackson. Probably not do it because— It'd be way too many quarterbacks. Well, not just not just that. Like, I love what he can do, but I would almost look like, am I reaching too far yes. for Lamar Jackson? Like I said, way too many quarterbacks in the first round. At that point, you're at that point you're, you're remembering like the Jake Locker year and stuff like that, and mm-hmm. you're like, oh, okay, let's not do this. Hey, if you think the quarterback is your guy— yeah, you go ahead. And but take when him. everybody drafts a quarterback, the odds are you didn't get the right one. When everyone drafts a quarterback, what what are your final thoughts on this? What do you think the Cardinals should do? What do you think they will do? Yeah, I I think they would have to trade too high because I really think mm-hmm. that Denver and New York, uh, the football Jets, just to piss off the Giants fans, um, whichever one of them does not address their need in free agency of a quarterback is going to draft the third best quarterback. Mm-hmm. Um and Baker Mayfield is not that far off from Rosen and uh Darnold to where he at 6 or 5, you know, we're not laughing about that. It's something that's totally possible. It could happen. For Arizona to trade up, it's going to be worth too much. I don't think mm-hmm. I don't think they should trade high enough to do it. Um, if one of these guys falls, sure. But honestly, I maybe I'm just not really that sold on Josh Allen. Um, but if I'm Arizona, I'm going to sit there and see Josh Allen and go, I don't think this is the guy that's going to do it for us. And, I mean, looking at other needs the Cardinals have, it's either offensive tackle and wide receiver. Yeah. And my thought comes back to you can take an offensive tackle, you and can you take a, a wide one. receiver. However... What's the point of doing that when you don't you – know, like, let's say you get a Mike Glennon. Let's say either, like, you have a year where – remember when John Skelton was yep. their starting quarterback for a while? What's the point of getting a wide receiver or getting an offensive tackle when they don't have anyone to block for or throw to them? What's the point of having a quarterback if he doesn't have anyone blocking for him or throwing the ball to, which, to which, catch the ball? Which came first, the chicken or the egg? Exactly. That's basically the debate. But this is where you guys come in. Let us know. What do you guys think? What should the Cardinals do? Should they trade up for Baker Mayfield? Should they trade up for a quarterback? Should they stay put? Should they trade back? One thing we didn't mention, but could be an option, trading back for the right team and then taking a quarterback later. Let us know what you guys think down below in the comment section. But Mark, let's end the podcast like we almost always do. Usually we're making picks, but you know what? Since it's Mm -hmm. the playoffs. 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 And we are... Really, there's only four games. Instead yep. of just making picks, let's preview each game. Let's go in-depth 
on a little bit of these playoff matchups. And how we're going to do it is we're just going to run right down the list. So we'll start with the first game you guys will watch. We'll end with the last game we'll all watch. And the first one is going to be the Saturday afternoon game, 3.20 Central Time. Yeah. In Kansas City, Missouri, it's going to be cold as shit probably, but the AccuWeather says thir- 38, so not bad. let's hope it's that high. Once it's again, let me mention, it was negative 12 when I woke up today. Yeah, uh, let's hope it's not like that. Let's hope I don't have to wear this jacket for any more podcasts. Titans and Chiefs, what are you looking for in this game? <laughs> I don't the the Titans are such a disappointment to me. Mm-hmm. Um, they were not anywhere near. I'm mean, glad they made the playoffs because I predicted them to get um, to like the AFC Championship game or something like that. Did you? Um, no, I think I had them in the division. No. but still, um, I was really high on this team and mm-hmm. it just didn't didn't work out. You know, here here's a big thing for me is the fact that Kansas City is this team that has never quite. F- completely figured things out. Mm-hmm. They seem like they've kind of decided to get it all together now. Um, and they're really on this nice little roll at the end of the season. Tennessee barely squeaks their way into the playoffs. Um, and I, I think a lot of that psyche affects teams. You have a team like Tennessee who feels like they're lucky to be there. Mm-hmm. And a team like the Kansas City Chiefs who are sitting there thinking, we fought really hard and we earned this spot. We are the home team. It is cold here. We are making you come to us. It's not that cold in Tennessee. Mm-hmm. Um, we're going to make you come to us. We're going to play you really hard. We, I know that Tennessee has a good pass rush, but we are going to pound at you guys on the ground. I expect a really good game out of Kareem Hunt. I think well, that's what he's it's going to be. He's got to. That's he the key to, to success. Alex Smith, yes, we all want Alex Smith to go crazy like he did against the Patriots, mm-hmm. but it really comes down to Kareem Hunt has to run for, you know, 120, 130 yards. Just go off on Tennessee. There are two guys for the Chiefs that need to have big games. The first, you said it, Kareem Hunt. Now, the thing that's going to limit, well, not limit, but could limit Kareem Hunt is that defensive front for the Titans. However, because of that, my second guy who needs to step up for the Chiefs, and if either of these two do not have good games, the Titans then open the door for themselves to win is Travis Kelsey. Yeah. There is nobody in this Titans secondary that can match up with Travis Kelsey. Mm-hmm. And that's what I think Alex Smith has to, yes, you got to run the ball, but if Kareem Hunt's running into that defensive front and it ain't working— Get Kelsey going because there's no one in that secondary that can yeah. match up to him. Well, and, and it's the obvious. I mean, this is just football 101 of, all right, Kelsey got the ball. Now they're scared. They're mm-hmm. backing off of the run. Now we can hit you with the run. Yeah. And that that is what they need to do. Kansas City needs to be balanced. Tennessee's got a good run game as well. Tennessee needs to get that going. Mm-hmm. And really what it comes down to, because Kansas City has a good defense. Marcus Mariota can't make a dumb mistake. And I jokingly said it before we started the podcast that we have a quarterback in the playoffs who has more interceptions and touchdowns this year. Is that Marcus Mariota? That's Marcus Mariota. Uh, he's 13 and 15 when it comes to touchdowns and interceptions. Um, and to be fair, he's got like five rushing touchdowns. I don't mm-hmm. want to take that away from him. But he just needs to make the smart decisions. And I think that he, if Tennessee wins this game, I think it's because Marcus Mariota goes off. 
most likely with his legs. Mm-hmm. He's a guy who's going to make Tennessee underestimate him, and he's going to start really kickstarting the run game, or the run game's already good enough that that'll let him get some freedom as well to add to it. That's the way I can see Tennessee kind of taking advantage of Kansas City beyond just if if an Andy Reid team does what an Andy Reid team does and says, oh, we have a running back? Mm-hmm. I forgot about that. That's what, the way I can see Tennessee winning. What's your pick for this game? Who you got Kansas winning? City, all the way. <laughs> no, nope. you didn't even let me finish the question. Yep. I will say this. I'm going to pick Kansas City. However, out of the AFC games... This is the one. Like I get, I I get it. I only get two. Yeah. This is out of the flight. AFC games. This is the one I wouldn't be surprised with an upset. This is my well, second yeah, game. Buffalo's Wait. not going to upset Jacksonville. This is my second game on the list. Mm-hmm. There is only one other game this week that I think could be an upset more so than this game, and it's the next game we're going to talk about. The nightcapper for Saturday Night Football. And that is the Falcons and the Rams. Yep. The thing about the Rams is, yes, Sean McVay's done a great job with this team. They're eleven and five coming in. Should have been twelve and four, but they rested their starters. You've got the Falcons, who really played themselves into the playoffs. They got a win, and even though the Seahawks lost, they got a win in they the last lost week. Yet. Yeah. Well, they were losing, and it's like, oh, they're going to lose. But yeah. the Falcons. One, got themselves into the playoffs. Yes, Devonta Freeman and Julio Jones, I saw on ESPN, held out of practice with injuries. Guess what? They're going to play. It's the playoffs. This is the game where I almost think that the Falcons are going to win this game, only because the thing with the Rams that I worry about, the only thing I worry about, and this is the same issue I'm going to have with the Saints in the other game, is how will this young team, especially on offense, mm-hmm. how will they perform? How will Jared Goff, a young quarterback in his first playoff game, Todd Gurley in his first playoff game, perform against Atlanta? Where Atlanta, now that they're in the playoffs, A, is experienced in the playoffs, B, could be playing with a chip on their shoulder, especially after, like, the season's over, it's a new season, chip on your shoulder, to avenge that Super Bowl loss. Yeah, I think if we see an upset, I think this is where it is mm-hmm. this weekend. Um, these two teams match up really well. Arizona's a team that's kind of been there, done that. They're in the playoffs now. The regular season doesn't matter. Some of the disappointments don't matter. What scares me for Atlanta is uh, having uh, one of their offensive linemen who was injured before. He's gone now. Mm-hmm. You know, this is He's gone for the season. He's on the IR. Um, that scares me. Another thing that scares me is this offense is super predictable. I mean, it, there is nothing about this offense that's going to surprise you. It is a much watered down, ver, much more watered down version than the team we saw last year. Mm-hmm. This is a team that will not, you know, will not surprise surprise you. They will not wow you necessarily. Um, they've got a lot of good pieces. That's true, but I really just kind of think that. Los Angeles can just score more points. And I, I hate to be John Madden here. Uh, you score more points, you win the game. But Los Angeles, they've got a better running back. The quarterbacks, I'll give a push because we don't really know 
Jared Goff enough. We just had this one season of him, and he's been doing really, really well. Mm-hmm. This is a team that is explosive. This is a team that can demoralize a defense just because when you think you got him, when you got him at third and 15, well, they just threw a 20-yard pass. This is a team that can surprise you, mm-hmm. that can really kind of make you feel bad about yourselves, and they are a team that will move faster than Atlanta will. Here's what and I can see from this game. Side note from injuries, mm-hmm. Julio Jones, is he doing okay? Is he okay? He was looking like he was kind of hurt week 17. Held out of practice this week, but I think he'll play. I don't. I, I, think, I think there's no play, way he misses that game. But is he going to play full strength? I could see this game being, remember the Eagle game? The Ram-Eagle game from yeah. week oh, yeah. 14. Oh, I remember that's, it. That's what I could see this game being. Yeah. This game could be a 43-35 offensive showdown where the winning team wins on a defensive stop or wins on an offensive. Like, this is not going to be the game And the Rams for... have a nice defense. We don't talk mm-hmm. about it, but they have a nice defense. Well, here's the thing that kind of, it doesn't bug me. Like, the schedule is what it is. Yeah. But overall, the Rams have played four playoff teams overall. One in the AFC, three in the NFC. Yep. Their record in those games, two and two. They barely beat the Saints, but guess what? You got to win. Mm-hmm. You beat Jacksonville in Jacksonville, but that was when Jacksonville was losing even weeks and winning odd weeks before they started picking it up after their bye. The number one, number two seeds, yes, Carson Wentz played for most of that game. It wasn't Nick Foles. But you lose to the you get demolished by the Vikings. Like only seven points to yep. my Viking defense in Minnesota. And then also you lose to Philadelphia. That's the thing that that's the only thing that worries me about this Ram team. When you've played the playoff teams, because let's be honest, the Saints, I've talked about them where, oh, you're a good team this year. Come to me, come playoff time, your defense is gonna choke because they're a bunch of rookies. They'll learn from it. Mm-hmm. But this is not your year. And then Jacksonville also a very young team as well. And they were kind of learning to foot themselves in the early part of the year and didn't catch fire till late in the season. That's the only worry I have. However, in this one, I think it's going to be, like I said, that Eagle game. And I'm going to say I'll make my pick first. I think the Falcons win this game. I think the Falcons win by a touchdown or less between seven to seven to four points. Falcons win. I'm going to go the other way. I think the Rams win it. I just think the Rams are a faster team. They can score more points. That pass rush should terrify Matt Ryan mm-hmm. and the predictable offense. And there's plenty of tape. They know exactly what the Falcons are going to do. Um, and I, I think that's going to get the Rams the win. Moving on to the Sunday games. First one will be the nooner game. We've got yep. the Buffalo Bills, Bills Mafia. Congratulations for getting into the playoffs for the first time since I was nine years old. Yep, go Andy that Dalton. La- that last playoff game was the Music City Miracle, was it not? Yeah. It was so. the Music City Miracle. That was the first play- like recollection of a playoff game mm. that I remember. Like, oh, I remember watching that game yeah. and being like, oh, my God, what am I watching? That was amazing. But they're in the playoffs 9-7. and seven. You've got Jacksonville at home, ten and six. What are you looking at for this one? Because the Bills yeah. are probably going to be without Shady McCoy. Yeah, I mean that's that's a killer to to not have the best part of your offense, the uh, team main part of your offense. Yeah, what are you going to rely on, Tyrod? You don't believe in Tyrod? I mean, it's funny to me that Buffalo <laughs> gets in there with a quarterback they really want to fail. 
They want him to fail so badly. Hey, man, badly. he made the playoffs. Andy Dalton he made ended the playoffs. The, he ended the streak, man. Andy Dalton ended hey, the streak. They had to, they had to beat the Dolphins, man. And they, they did. If they didn't beat the Dolphins, none of this happens. And Andy Dalton had to beat the Ravens. <laughs> so Andy Dalton did it all. Um, to me, it's just this isn't. I mean, this is just a team being outclassed. Mm-hmm. I mean, Jacksonville is just a much better defense. The offense is better, especially if you're not going to have your you know your star running back. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't really believe in Blake Bortles. I was going to ask you: Is this a must-win for Blake Bortles? I'll go there. I'll go oh, there, I and I just so. did. I think if Blake if Blake Bortles goes out there and, and loses and this game, if he just loses a close game, okay, good job Buffalo, you played a nice game. But like two interceptions, you're the reason we lost. Yeah, you're getting replaced. <laughs> then, without a doubt, you will be replaced. Mm-hmm. Um, Tom Coughlin's going to pick up the phone and say, "Eli, you sure you want to still be in New York?" Um, he will be. He'll get replaced. To me, this is just the this is the most clear cut game. Mm-hmm. All these other games, you can make a case any which way. Watch, this is the game. I don't the see Buffalo, a way. This is the game the Buffalo Bills win because we're sitting here going, Jacksonville's got it in the bag. Right. Jacksonville. Well, this is the the <laughs> Seattle versus the New Orleans Saints game. I in remember. So, what 10, 11? St- yep. Story time. Story time with Papa Woodmer. Um, this was back in my college days. Did a. This was before we started podcasting. And obviously because we didn't start the onside kick until 2012. Um, But on my radio show that I did with two other guys that I went to school with, one of them, his name was also Dave, like Dave Elster. He said, and I quote, and I believe you can find on YouTube still, if you type in My Little Seahawks, him actually Mm -hmm. shaving his head. He said on the air, he goes, yeah, if the Saints win this game or if the Seahawks win this game, I'll shave my head and my eyebrows. We didn't make him shave his eyebrows, Mark. Because you're nice guys. We we're nice there's guys. There's no but Marshawn Lynch in this game. So. No, there's well, not. I don't think Jacksonville really has to worry about anything. But there is a Leonard Fournette, and he plays for Jacksonville. <laughs> yeah. So hey, he'll that, have a good game. That's the thing. Leonard Fournette, if he has a big game, Blake Bortles won't have to screw it up. They get the win. I think Jacksonville wins. I think it's a Easy. blowout. Jacksonville, yeah. And then the last one, this to me is wait, hold on though. Before we go out yep. of this one, is there any chance comment section? This is really just for you <laughs> for guys. For the Bills. For, is there no not for the Bills. There's no chance for the Bills. Okay. Is there any chance that Jacksonville no shuts for the Bills? That they they just shut Buffalo out. Fifty percent chance. There you go. Let us know in the comment section what you over think. under fifty percent. That's yep. what I would say. That's the over under. Are they getting shut out? Over under fifty percent chance. But the last game, the Panthers and the Saints. This is, this one, is a great one. Like I love it. Both NFC games must watch. Yeah. Both AFC games, home team will probably win. That's yep. what I see. But with this game, this is the test. This is the Panthers are going to come in tough defense. Cam Newton, can he help them? Because Cam Newton hasn't had to be amazing. Cam Newton. My big question for this game is. Can the Saints defense, because that's my question mark for this team in the playoffs, can they do enough to limit Cam Newton and this offense? Or will it be Cam Newton and the offense doing what they do to score points and then the Panthers stopping Drew Brees to help them win? Well, I really think this game comes down to Cam Newton. Mm -hmm. Um, It comes down to Cam Newton in, is he going to just take over this game? Because if Cam Newton's going to go out there and play like this is the last game of his career, mm. play like this is the Super Bowl, 
You know, not the last one not we played. Denver. We'll forget yeah. that one. We don't want but to cry after this. As if this the was game. the only Super Bowl you've ever played. Mm-hmm. You know, uh, then that's what's going to be important. He has to go out there and he has to dominate because the run game, it's good, but it's not what it used to be. You know, that Super Bowl run, that is not the same one we had. The mm-hmm. defense, it's really good. It's not what it was when they made that Super Bowl run. Uh, the Saints have an amazing team. They've got Drew Brees. I think they've got a really underrated team. You know, I, I don't want to go ahead and pick a favorite, but the New Orleans Saints are probably my favorite right now, just <laughs> looking at them in the playoffs. But they've got – I know you, you think the defense is young, and they are young. There's you, no getting around it. You picked the Rams to win, right? Yes. Okay. Yeah. Then the only reason why is I was telling – the Saints aren't playing the Vikings. Yeah, I, I was telling Brandon today that if the Saints play the Vikings in Minnesota mm-hmm. – and the Saints beat the Vikings in Minnesota. I am things will be broke. Like make sure this camera isn't by me. Yeah, because things are breaking. Because that's how angry I will be. Because they already cheated their way into my Super Bowl once. You'll break your two hundred dollar plasma. Yeah, I, I, I've almost done that playing Call of Duty, but that's a yeah. story for another day. That's a Patreon podcast. I yeah, I just think this game is this is a great game here. I can see either one of these teams winning. It's pretty pretty toss up for me. I give the edge to the Saints. Mm-hmm. I I like only their... because they swept the Panthers this year. Well, that actually leads me to to another one of my other phrases. I like to say <laughs> it's hard to beat a team twice, Ricky. But you know it's what's hard really hard three times to beat a team three times. That's really hard. Um, Airs, uh, I'm sorry, not Arizona. Carolina has a lot of reasons to beat the Saints there. Mm-hmm. You know, a lot of motivation. But I just think that the Saints are just the better team. Drew Brees, this amazing, you know, two-headed run game. Mm-hmm. They've got a young defense that's hungry and ready. they got good receivers. Mm-hmm. Carolina has a good defense. they got Cam Newton. Uh, but I don't think they're going to match up as well. What this game will come down to is the run games. And the reason why I say that is, first off, take that first game for Carolina, throw it out the window. I don't see Cam Newton throwing three picks in this game. I don't see Jonathan Stewart only having 57 yards and no touchdowns. To me, it doesn't come down to Cam Newton. Cam Newton could have a game like he had against the Vikings where he one touchdown, one INT, had a big run late to help them seal that win. It comes down to the run game for me because the one thing they have not been able to do against the Saints is run the ball. Like Cam Newton had 51, Stewart had 45 in the last in the last it's a good game defense. against. It's a good defense. The only thing I and I've said it enough and I've harped on it enough. Mm-hmm. Rookie defense sure. when the pressure gets you just, its hottest. You just don't want your team's identity of the best defense being taken away from you. You're no, like, no, that's, that's our thing. It's it's our thing. New like, Orleans, you get something else. Well, you got Drew Brees. Well, We're not trying to say that Case Keenum <laughs> is Drew Brees going to throw for five thousand yards. Well, I don't have to say that because it's it's it's, it's never going to happen. It's common sense. That yeah. We have the best defense. That's why many people are saying we're the Super Bowl favorites. Because they like the defense. Is we like the, Colin yeah. Cowherd said today that his four Super Bowl favorites, Patriots, Steelers, Vikings, well, and Rams. Well, that's silly. You can't have four Super well, Bowl no, favorites. Well, no, no, no. What he did was mm-hmm. he did his hierarchy. Yeah. It's basically his top ten. But favorite equals one. And here's what he said. He said out of the top four teams, he could see any four of these teams yeah. winning the Super Bowl. And those four teams included yeah. Patriots, Steelers, Vikings, Rams. That's not a favorite. 
Okay. He said it could be my Super Bowl thing. Words mean <laughs> things, Ricky. Dictionaries exist. But how I see this game playing out, Panthers play well. Cam Newton does enough. Jonathan Stewart has a better game. Panthers win the game by 10. No, you just don't like the Saints. I'm picking the Saints. They're just I've a better saying, team. But I've been, they, I know you have. You got to say this. The, the one thing you got to give me credit for, I'm not a flip-flopper. I've been saying that the Saints are going to choke yeah. in the playoffs because of that young defense. And now's the chance where I get to be proven right. No, I, I like the Saints. They got a better defense than Carolina. Um, even though Carolina has the more experienced defense, and I, I'll take Luke Keekley over anybody. Uh, they've got a, a better run game. They've got a better quarterback. Well, this is where you guys come in. Let us know what you guys think down below. Who's going to win these games? What are the big things that you're looking for from the playoffs this weekend? Also, Make sure to check out the video on our YouTube channel of Mark and myself making our playoff, our, our Finishing entire yeah. playoff picks and giving our Super Bowl winners. Spoiler alert, I did not pick the Vikings. I can't do it. I can't, I can't do it, Mark. You don't want You just don't want to jinx them. I'm not going to be the reason why they lose. But I don't maybe you not picking it. them is the reason they lose. I didn't pick the Patriots and they won. But maybe it's in every other who year. Did I, who did I not pick the first? We didn't do playoff predictions no. the year before. We never did the whole bracket until last year. Last year. And I yeah. picked the Patriots to lose and they won. I picked the Giants to win they lose. So whoever yeah. I picked to win my Super Bowl is going to lose. Vikings, I got to put them in and have them lose. There you go. That's just what I have to do. But you guys tell us what you guys think down below. want well, thank you guys for checking out the podcast today. Housekeeping at the end. If you like what we're doing here, make sure to support us on Patreon, patreon.com backslash most valuable podcast. We're also selling MVP t-shirts. How do you get your hands on those? It's in the description. We're selling them for 22 bucks a pop. And then finally, if you're on iTunes or you have an iTunes account, please go and give the onside kick a five-star rating as well as the primetime podcast, the fast break and the Rick and Johnny podcast. I want to thank you guys for watching and or listening. And as always, Have a good day, everybody. Thank you for listening to this MVP podcast. Follow us on Twitter at Most Valuable Pod for more great podcasts.